Welcome to the Spurs Up Show, home of the best Gamecocks content on the internet. The following is brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to. $100. Prize Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. You pick two to six players and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Prize Picks has no sharks, optimizers, or mass multi entry. It's literally just you against the projection. They also allow mixed sport entry. So, for example, you can take the over on LeBron, parlay with the under on Mahomes. They've got college sports. Pro sports, literally anything and everything you can think of, they have got it over at Prize Picks. They also have a slick, easy to use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play, and they're rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with rave reviews. So many fans and listeners of the Spurs Up show have made tons of money with our friends at Prize Picks, and you should as well. So, again, go download the Prize Picks app. Or go to prizepicks.com, and when you do, use that promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Mark Rogers, the voice of college football. He can talk all things Gamecocks, SEC, and national. On Tuesdays, we have J.C. Sherbert. He'll focus on all things Gamecocks and recruiting. On Wednesdays, we're going to have Chris Marler, of course, which is a new addition. But Chris Marler joins us now on Wednesdays beginning next week. He can talk all things Gamecocks, SEC, national if we need. 
Thursdays, we have Mark Ryan of the Fan Upstate, which I feel like Mark's kind of his own his own niche. He can talk all things Gamecocks, SEC, Clemson if we need it. I think national as well. That's what Mark Ryan does, a national radio show. And then Fridays, Jake Crane, who, of course, can talk all things Gamecocks, SEC, national. So we're going to be able to cover so much in this college football season because we have so many guests who are so – enlightened in the loop, et cetera, and talk all things, not just South Carolina, not just a South Carolina scope, but really getting out and about, broadening our horizons to the entire SEC. With that being said, the Q&A Power Hour is underway. I want to hear from each and every single one of you, 843-790-3377. That's 843-790-3377. Seven. I was asked earlier about Jonathan Paler. Jonathan Lee said, Chris, Gamecock or Wolfpack? You know, I'm not a crystal ball guy. I don't do crystal balls. If I had to put one in, though, I'd go NC State. Uh, just based off what we heard with NIL and, you know, the latest momentum, what have you. Um, and it sounds like the relationship that Jonathan Paler has with the Gamecocks coaching staff is really solid, but there are other factors at play. So, you know, kids choose schools for different reasons, and I do think Jonathan Paler will choose NC State tonight at 6 o'clock. Also, uh, what's his name again? I, I forget. The Duck. The Duck. What's his name again? Is it Landon? I want to make sure I get his name right. Duckworth. Yes. Yes, Duckworth. Landon Duckworth. Committing tonight also at 6. A 2026 quarterback prospect. Sounds like he will be a Gamecock. Anyways, guys, 843-790-3377. That's 843-790-3377. Jeff Gulledge, you got your tight end grade. What's your feedback? I'd love to hear from you. Uh, let's see. I am legend. Are you going to be at game day? I will not be there, I am legend. We'll be right here in the studio creating content. Cannot wait to do that, honestly. Cannot wait. Creating content, though, uh, covering the game from the studio. And then right after the game, we will have our post-game call-in show. We'll take all of your questions, your comments, and more right after the conclusion of South Carolina and North Carolina. Going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Let's continue through the questions. Let's see. A lot of Jonathan Paler talk. Chase Floyd says it's payday. Join the BCC today to get access to the Discord. It's just like a message board, but better. Yeah, I'd say it's a message board on steroids is the best way to describe it. John Edwards says I give the tight ends a B minus. So we're splitting hairs. If I'm saying C plus, you're saying B minus. We're pretty damn close, John Edwards. We're pretty damn close. Um, Spur Daddy, I think all those stats for Knox will double this year. He's going to be one of Rattler's main targets. Justin says, if I might interject, and with all due respect, Bell's a good tight end, but he went to FSU. Not a knock on them, but they play in the ACC. So he wants a lesser, or he went to a lesser conference. We won the breakup. Justin, I I don't think that's how that works. I disagree with you. I mean, Florida State's a preseason top 10 team, thought of as a college football playoff contender. I don't give a damn what conference he's in. Those are the facts. So, I mean, there are reasons that you could argue South Carolina has won the breakup already. I'm just saying that I don't know that that's one of them. Um, I mean, people are going to argue, Justin, yeah, he's in the ACC, but he went to a better team. So, I I don't know. Anyways, let's jump to the phone lines here. Call from Jeff. 
Jeff, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, what's going on, Chris? Not much, man. Just hanging out. What's up? Awesome. So, hey, so um, just so everybody understands, remind us the grade that you gave the running backs and the reason why. Yeah, so I graded the running backs a D plus, and it's simply just because lack of proven bodies. I mean, when your leading returning rusher has 167, I believe, yards rushing from the previous season, it's not a great place to start. And then you're banking on a Division II transfer, a true freshman, and a former wide receiver. So, you know, again, it's it's not a knock on the talent in the room, and it's certainly not a knock on the potential of the room. But as of right now, going into the room, and also where does it grade in the SEC? Where would you stack that room in the SEC if you were grading all those teams? And, I mean, it'd be at the bottom. I mean, there's just no – there's there's really no debate about it. So, I I gave it a D. Obviously, I think I think most all of these rooms – the grades I give, I think they could all finish higher. I mean, it's – you know, this isn't a grade mm-hmm. for end of season. It's going into it where we sit right now. So, yeah, I gave them a D yeah. overall. And, and I think that's the weakest position group on the football field until we see otherwise. Right. So, I, I mean, I agree. Uh, and I'm not – this is where I'm bringing this to you because the lack of experience in the room – and this is where I may throw you off. I rate our tight ends lower than a C. I give them the same grade as a running back. Okay. Because outside of not, like, and you stated his stats, he hasn't scored a touchdown against a Division One school all last year. He's 400 yards. So I guess my – Coral with that grade is why so high for them, but not for the running backs. I think they should be even. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's fair. That's fair. Uh-huh. I, you know, I, I guess I just, when I compare those two, I look at at least the tight ends room has a guy that has started at the tight end position at the SEC level and has been productive. I mean, I understand last year, listen, did not have a catch against a or a touchdown catch against a power five team. That's a mm-hmm. very fair point, very valid point. I, I'll say this, by the way, I'll take a moment to give credit to. Connor O'Gara of Saturday Down South is where I got that stat that he hasn't had a touchdown catch against a Power 5 opponent since October 21. He was the one that brought it up because he felt like the hype was too high for Trey Knox. But I look at the tight end room, and it's like at least there's a guy in that room who's been productive at the tight end position at the SEC level. I mean, Juju McDowell, I mean, he's been – He's been all right. I mean, he's been nothing more than all right. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we're being if we're being honest, his freshman year he had like 230 yards. I mean, I think he's a very useful player. He's a nifty player in the offense, but I mean, he's not an RB one. At least Trey Knox is a tight end number one. I, I mean, at least that. And then Joshua Simon complimenting him, never taking a snap at the SEC level. I mean, that's very fair. I mean, I think that's a huge question, but you know, right. at least at Mario Anderson, right, the running back. Yeah. It, but and, and to your point, I, that, and I was getting there. I mean, I look at Mario Anderson, Division Two. I look at Joshua Simon, at least it's Conference USA. It's, it, it is, you know, this level of football. So, I mean, it, it's just, you know, it's one thing to go from FCS to SEC or FBS, another FBS school to SEC, but, like, Division Two to SEC is a jump. I mean, it is. So, you know, I, I mean, I think your oh, point yeah. is fair. I mean, I think your point is very fair because there's there's a lack of – experience and, and proven commodities in both of those rooms. Yeah, I, I mean, Knox 
hasn't even taken a legitimate snap for us yet, so we really don't even know what he can bring to the table. Now I, like all Green Cock fans, want him to be the greatest tight end to step on the earth here for us. But as you stated, his four-year track record hasn't proven that yet. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I don't know. I, I just thought when you gave it a higher grade than the running backs, I was like, because in my eyes, I was thinking they're probably about even. Not that either room's terribly horrible. We haven't seen what these guys can offer. Um, we have all the, as, like you said, the potential and the hope for these guys to be good. But again, as I've stated all off season, it's coming down to the OC. Right. Can he call the plays? Can he make the adjustments throughout the year to get these guys who are talented enough to make the plays? Because I miss the days, and I know we beat that like a dead horse, but I miss the days of when Spurrier was there, our offense hit the field. It wasn't really a question about are we going to score? It's who's going to score. Mm-hmm. Who are we going to get that ball to? Who's going to make that one play that scores the touchdown? Mm-hmm. I miss those days. I like yeah. I, I, I'm shell shocked with this whole pass OCs that we have had that's just so inaccurate. And I mean, well, in uh, you know they're they're not consistent. Mm-hmm. One week we look like we're a great football team. The next week we look like, hey, what is this round thing here? I don't know what to do with this thing. You know? Yeah, and I guess that's one again, thing I, that I, that's one thing that does give me hopes with the tight ends, my friend, is that you know, again, and Dabble Loggins never called a play at the collegiate level. I, I just feel like I just feel like mm-hmm. that. I mean, this is a guy that coached tight ends at Arkansas. And I, I man, if he doesn't realize the you know, the the value of the tight end and utilizing him in the offense. And, I mean, he coached Trey Knox. You would think that relationship would would help. Um, I mean, I'd like to think oh, the yeah, tight end will be featured. his weaknesses. Right. Like, he would capitalize on all his Strengths, weaknesses, weaknesses and, everything. Yeah. 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 Because he knows the guy. So, mm-hmm. you know, we're hopeful. But, you know, I just wanted to, you know, pick at you on that just because I, I just thought you were a little bit more generous to those tight ends than – need be and, and that's a position to me because I played tight end in high school when I played so I like that position anyway mm-hmm. but uh yeah anyway but uh, I'll let I'll get off of here man I just want to say appreciate everything you do as always I tune in I love the show I love the guests uh keep doing what you're doing it's great to see you growing and moving up man I appreciate it hey I appreciate the call man and thank you so much I appreciate the perspective yeah no problem man yeah, Anytime. Man. take care now, great stuff. And listen, I mean, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. Was I a little bit more harsh on the the running backs? Maybe. I mean, I, I still think, though, the tight end room is a stronger group just because of the fact that, you know, your RB1 going into the season is a guy who's never been a starting running back before. The carry-on joiner. More than likely, DK is going to be the guy. At least you're starting tight end, your number one guy, I mean, it's it's a it's a seamless transition coming from Arkansas to South Carolina. Like he's he's done it in the SEC. Nothing's going to surprise him. Like he's been a while not explosive, at least a productive player to a degree for another SEC team. I mean, we have no clue what the carry on Joiner is going to do at running back. We have no clue anybody in that room is going to do at running back. So that's why I give more of a nod to the tight end position. And then Joshua Simon, you know, Taylor May makes the point. Yes, you are correct. Conference USA to SEC. 
that's also a large jump. People get tired of me talking about the adjustment from whatever conference you're coming from to the SEC. But back to what I said, you, you can't beat your chest about how good the SEC is. And then when somebody transfers in, like, oh, it's no big deal. No, but this is easy. Like, now nah, the SEC is different. He says, O-line, D-line, linebacker, DBs, they're a lot bigger and faster in the SEC. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Hit the nail on the head. Chris Marler again will start joining us next week, next Wednesday. Um, Going to be a lot of fun, man. Chris brings a very, very fun perspective. Ethan K on my way to Cocoa Beach, Florida, stopping by Columbia and walking around the campus and stadium as we speak. Ethan, that's awesome, man. Enjoy yourself. It's always nice to get a look, right? Sneak a look, if you will. Eric Reese, with all these new conference realignment moves, shouldn't we redo all the bowl tie-ins? Eric, I, I definitely think, yeah, that's that's something you're going to have to do. That's something you're going to have to do. So I, I think that'll most certainly happen, Eric. Our guy Brad Crawford speaking on the conference realignment today about an hour or so ago. He says, or actually this is about 30 minutes ago. He says, greed reigns. It always does. The perfect sport of college football won't be ruined by conference realignment, expansion, gargantuan buyouts, or NIL. Just take it for what it is. NFL light and move on. Almost time to stop making student athletes go to class, too. I mean, that's a really good point. I mean, it's it's really, really good point. I mean, I, I think Brad hits the nail on the head. So, uh, let's see. Brad says this as well, and I always really obviously value what Brad has to say, his opinions on things. The amount of misreporting that has happened over the last two weeks on college football realignment has been insane. It's been apparent over a year that if the Big Ten won an Oregon during its next round of acquisition, the Ducks were leaving. We were really supposed to believe Apple would save the discombobulated Pac-12 overnight? He then says, and for anyone who thinks the SEC staying put with the Texas OU additions because Greg Sankey said so, is sleeping under a rock. How will the SEC respond? Not that I think they have to do anything, right? I mean, I don't think they have to do anything. But, you know, I, you know, I, I will say this. It's a really interesting conversation because I, I'll just never forget. I don't know if he's tuned in. I doubt he is. He pops in every now and then. But my guy, Phil Harris, I'll just never forget him calling in like two years ago. I think this was when NIL took place. It was it was around two years ago. NIL and transfer portal hit. And I will never forget Phil Harris calling him and saying, Chris, I'll still pop in. I'll cut games on. But it makes college football less likable. And I, and I think, listen, I think that's fair. And I'm someone, I'm always going to embrace the change, right? Like, I, 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 someone, I love college football. I love college sports in general. I love creating content around that subject matter. But from the fan perspective, so as the content creator side, 
whatever. You know what I mean? As long as we have games, we have news, we have storylines, we have things to discuss, all good. But from the fan perspective, from the fan perspective, it's college football is is not as we used to know it. We'll put it that way. It's just not. You know what I mean? It's it's not. It's not. Um, it's certainly lost the purity uh, that it went. I mean, amateurism's dead. That's completely dead. And so that what I what I don't understand why I don't understand why this doesn't follow suit. And the majority of folks, people that tune in this show, you guys value the banter, the you know the back and forth, some of the the the, 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 the critical analysis is what I'm trying to get to. But it just still blows my mind how, like, we have – see, we have these college football fans. They're in every fan base. That if you say one thing critical about their favorite player, their favorite coach, whatever it might be, especially when it comes to players, especially when it comes to recruiting, you are – you're the worst. You know what I mean? I look at it this way now. Why can't we just be honest about recruiting? Why can't we be honest about rosters? Why can't we be honest about players? Why can't we be honest about coaches? Like, this is no longer we're pulling for the hometown team. Like, this is a paid product now. People are paying for this. NIL, collectives, the money is going directly in the pockets of the players. And so, like, if you're getting paid... There's a certain expectation. And if you're not meeting the expectation, because you're paying, you have the right to complain. You have the right to be critical. You have the right to see things as they are. And if not, you're just dumping your money into something you're expecting no return on your investment. So it's changing for sure. I mean, listen, NIL portal, great. But you're making it more like the NFL in the sense that, and I had to learn that early in doing TSUS because, you know, the NFL side, hey, your favorite, you guys know, those of you who are NFL fans, your favorite team signs a player, bro, if you think he's a bum, you'll say it. Nobody gives a damn. Well, I mean, he's making millions of dollars, whatever. If you say that about a college player, South Carolina picks up a commitment, I say he ain't that good. Why are we offering a kid like that? Bro, I would get burned down. People would do their best to throw mud in every each and every single direction our way. But why? I mean, if you're paying for it, why? NIL's changed the game for better and worse, my friends. It's changed the game. And so, like, I, I don't, I, you know, it's it's fine because I don't I don't feel. I don't feel the need anymore to tiptoe around certain things. It's like, like you said, Bruin Nation, if you suck, you suck. If you're great, you're great. But I mean, if you suck, you suck. That's it. And guys are earning NIL because of what they've built with their name, their performance. I think it's great they're being compensated. But if you want to drive a $140,000 G-Wagon, if you play like shit... People are not going to be thrilled. You know what I mean? Like, it's just the nature of the beast. Anyways, that's just kind of a side note. But Austin Gregory says on the 
college football is less likable. Strongly disagree. I'm of the opinion everyone who loves this sport will love it no matter the direction it goes. We may wish things were different, but when there's five minutes until kickoff, expansion and NIL are the last things on your mind. Austin, you're right. People are still going to tune in for sure. I, I just, you know, there's going to be some people, though, that it's like this is not the college football that I grew up loving. This is not the college football I fell in love with. Um, you know, I, I mean, to your point, though, Austin, on the positive side, it just gives us more to talk about. I mean, it really does. Now the offseason, I mean, think about it, bro. Like 15 years ago, I mean, the offseason was pretty dead. You know what I mean? I mean, it was. Like, until you got to kick off, it's like you'd go read your local newspaper or you'd go, you'd go listen to Phil Cornblue on the radio at 6 o'clock or, you know, you'd, you'd get your information how you could. But, you know, there wasn't – there there was not nearly the amount of information we have now. Let's jump to the phone lines here. Call from Southern State Roofing. To accept, press 1. To send a voicemail, press 2. We're going to send that to voicemail. At any time, you may press hmm. I wonder who that might be calling. That might be a business call. I have no idea. We shall see. Anyways, get back into your questions here on this Friday, August the 4th, 2023. Mm-mm-mm. CCM says about the uh, the Dowell Loggins thing. I guess people just found their joy, indeed. How about Coach Ford in, injecting perspective here? We passed on the proven OCs and hired a guy fired everywhere he's been. We will see. See, I think you have to, you have to respect both sides. I respect it. Because Dowell Loggins is a question mark. Nobody's right or wrong. And if you want to give... We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Credit and credence to all of the he's going to be the next best thing since sliced bread. There's the other end of the spectrum also. So, Coach Ford. Respect your opinion. I hope you're wrong. Or I hope, you, actually, you didn't say he's going to stink. You just said, we'll see. All your points about, I hope that it works out the way you and I both hope. I'll say that. Ruination, Clemson the whack, looking for co- tougher competition. Jeff Gullage, I can see FSU and Clemson sucks going to the Big 12. Indeed. Marion, AJ Green. Oh, yeah, like I got suspended for games for selling a jersey on eBay. That's right. I'll never forget when... uh. When Todd Gurley 
and Johnny Manziel got suspended for signing their autographs and getting paid for it. That was insane. That was insane. And I don't think, listen, I don't think any former college athlete is going to feel bad for college football fans, for the NCAA, whatever. I don't think any of them are. Deion Sanders says this on conference realignment, quote, all this is about money. You know that. It's about a bag. Everybody's chasing a bag. Then you get mad at the players when they chase it. How is that? Hmm. I mean... He's not wrong. <laughs> I don't think he's wrong. I don't think he's wrong. By the way, guys, fall camp beginning today for the Gamecocks. Jordan Strawn and Mo Caba were in shorts and helmets. Full participants at practice. Tyreek Johnson was limited, and Ryan Brubaker was out for today's practice. Also, apparently, I heard that Juice Wells did not participate in practice. Um Said he was dressed out fully. Did not. I, I don't know what it means, guys. Please do not shoot the messenger. Do not flood me with questions. I, I have no idea. That's just what I heard. Uh, haven't heard anything that says he's not fine. I'm sure they're just being extra cautious, man. I mean, dude, it's it's fall camp. It's it's practice one. Let's take care of Juice Wells. Let's just take care of Juice Wells and make sure he's uh he's fine. Austin Gregory, did you call in from Southern State Roofing, my friend? Was that you? Okay, I, I sent it to voicemail because I didn't realize that was you. So call us back on the other side of the break because we're about to jump into one. Arthur Bear says, Chris, what were the analytics on Dabble Loggins for the guy you had earlier on the show? Any idea? He said there's nothing because Arthur Bear, he hadn't been an OC at the college level. So there's nothing to judge Dabble Loggins on, positive or negative. Positive or negative. A really, really cool thing that our guy, uh, Bad Brad, sent over in the Big Cock Club Discord. Beamerball towel sighting in the latest Marty and McGee clip, which, I mean, it obviously puts a smile on my face, and it just kind of reminds me that, you know, we're getting to that time of year, and it's going to be just really cool, man. I, <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, you know, it, it makes me giddy. It makes me giddy. It's it's a, it's a very neat thing. That That was... You know, I, I, that's why I tell people, I said this many times last season, that along this journey, there are things that happen that you can't predict, that you cannot draw up, you can't script, whatever. There's just things that happen that go beyond even your expectations, your wildest dreams. And so the the Beamer Ball towels being featured the way they were last year, whether it be on the Jumbotron, it be on ESPN specifically, I, I mean, that was just... A blessing, man. It was a blessing. I mean, I just, you know, it's one of those things that almost kind of leaves you speechless. So it's kind of one of those things that leaves you speechless. It's it's so cool. So cool. So. Uh, <laughs> Slayer of Queens, yeah. Arthur Bear says, definitely an upgrade from Satterfield. Spurrier was the coach of a team with a horrible owner. Yes, he was. The, the skins, right? Back then. Ruben Nation says Matt Rule was god-awful, but Nebraska swears he's the next coming. And maybe he is. Who knows? Who knows? 
Nebraska football, a really proud program, man. That's a really proud program. Taylor Maid says, hey, Chris, if you're Clemson and FSU, be careful what you wish for. All of a sudden, they aren't a shoe-in for conference championships in the SEC like they are now in the ACC. Again, be careful what you wish for. You make a great point, Taylor Maid. I, I still think that's one, though, that even with that risk, they will gladly take that risk for the bag. I think they'll gladly take that risk for the upgrade that going to the SEC, the Big Ten, what have you, provides, for sure. John Edward, Arizona State and Utah, showing interest in the Big 12 Source Told Action Network. Arizona's already applied for Big 12 membership, but Big 12 now exploring its options. I mean, I listen, I agree with Jake Crane, and I, I just <clears> – <throat> I can't wait till ball actually hits the field. We're talking actual football on the field of play, and, I mean, the, the realignment stuff just gets old. It, it does. It gets old. I know it's something we have to talk about, and it, it, it is a storyline. It's worth mentioning, um, you know, especially if – especially if, uh, you know, if South Carolina was one of the ones moving. They're not. They're not. They're not going to be. But, you know, if that was your team moving, if that was your team moving, most certainly – It'd be a storyline to pay attention to. Let's see. Jesse Simonson of On3 said this, which I agree. You can be excited for Ohio State, Oregon, and Michigan, Washington, and still admit that this sucks for the sport. No more Civil War. No more Apple Cup. Yeah, you're going to lose out on a lot of rivalries, a lot, lot of traditional games. I mean, bro, thinking about Southern Cal playing Illinois, like what is that? What is that? Somebody else says, do Clemson and Florida State to the SEC make sense? Now, the Big Ten has added Oregon and Washington, Southern Cal, UCLA, et cetera. Big Ten will have 18 teams, while the SEC will have 16 with Texas OU coming on board. It could. Let's jump to the volunteer. here. Call from Southern State Roofing. Austin Gregory, what's going on, man? How are you? Hey, man, I'm good. What's going on? Dude, just hanging out, man, chilling. I appreciate you calling in. What's up? I got you. Hey, I had a couple questions for you um, in regards to those folks in the upstate. If they were to come to the SEC, uh, do you think that they'll have a hard time? Uh, what am I trying to say here? I guess uh, readjusting their expectations. Um, or do you think after a nine and three campaign with no playoff berth, they're going to be calling for Dabo's job? That's a great question. I mean, they're they're used to making the playoff. That's kind of the standard expectation there now in Clemson. I mean, it you know when you look at like what it means to move conferences. I mean, just look at last year. Just look at last year. I mean, South Carolina beats Clemson, and Clemson wasn't you know they they weren't a bad team by any measure, but they weren't what they've been, and yet they went undefeated in their conference and won the ACC. You see what I'm saying? So like, that's not going to happen if you're in the SEC. That's not going to happen if you're in that bi- that Big Ten conference. So, um, I mean, I, listen, I think a lot of teams will have to adjust. I mean, here's the thing. If you're in a conference with more quality teams, this goes for everybody. Your team's going to lose more games more than likely. Like, 
We could look at South Carolina, Texas, and Oklahoma get added. There might be some seasons where you're better than you're used to and you're only winning eight, and you're just like, you, you almost got to kind of accept that. You know, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think as the competition increases, I mean, no doubt, man, it's it's unless schools want to start shuffling through coaches, you might have to set reset your expectations to a degree, but that's where the 12-team playoff comes into play, right? So I think schools will be banking on, let's just get to double-digit wins. We feel good about our chances in the college ball playoff, and we'll go from there. So I, I, I think it does slightly change expectations, and, you know, fans are going to have to get used to that. Gotcha. And I, I had another question for you, too. Uh, so with Clemson, if they were to move to the SEC, this is all hypothetical. Right, right. If they were to move to the SEC – uh, obviously the rivalry for my money is one of the best in college football. Does does it being a conference game enhance that rivalry? Oh, I think absolutely. I mean, there's just more on the line. You know what I mean? So uh, not that it needs much enhancing. Um, you know, I, I'd put it up there against some of the best rivalries in college football, college sports, really. But, yeah, man, I mean, if, it, if it's a conference, especially it's end of the season, it's a conference game, you know, going to go a long way in determining if, if both teams are good, like, you know, where teams finish. I mean, dude, it, it, yeah, it only adds more stakes to a game that have plenty of stakes in it. So I think absolutely that being a conference game. I mean, it, it you know, look at Alabama LSU, or excuse me, Alabama and Auburn. If that wasn't a conference game, it'd still be a big game. But the fact that it basically, deter, you know, it, there's many years it determines the SEC West. That puts even another level of emphasis on the game. Right. Now I got one more, man, and I'm gonna get you out of here on this one. Uh, what what do we have to do to become big bro again? What do we have to do to become big bro again? To Clemson, you mean? I mean, I think win. That's it. Just win. Uh, Is there any stipulations? Yeah, I mean, I, I would say I think to claim big brother status, you need to win consecutive games. I mean, I think there's a couple. We're just talking football. Win consecutive games. Right. Beating them back-to-back will be a good start. Then you need to win three of five out of a best of five. Then I think you need to win, I think, seven out of ten over a decade. That's like true big brother status. If you win six out of ten, I think that's just a good back-and-forth rivalry. You're talking big brother status. We dominate you seven out of ten over the course of a decade. And then, beyond football, you just need to beat Clemson more often than you lose to him in all the other sports. I, you know, and maybe that same, that same, uh, those, those same rules could apply for all of the sports. But that's kind of where I sit with football. Like if you're going to claim you're the big brother over someone else, um, you know, you just need to win and, and win significantly. Absolutely. All right, Chris. Thank you for your time, man. Austin, you're the man. I appreciate you. Take care. Great stuff from Austin Gregory, guys. Again, the phone lines are open eight four three. 790-3377. That's 843-790-3377. Quick question. Is anybody using threads anymore? Is anybody using threads? I mean, I see some people that have, like, really big followings on threads. I mean, dude, ESPN on threads has 1.7 million. We have just under 2,000 followers, but I literally have not sent a thread in three weeks. So, I mean, I just, I don't know. I just kind of feel like, what's the point? Like, it's it's Twitter. It's literally Twitter. 
I don't know. Anyways, 843-790-337. Bruin Nation says, if Clemson goes to the Big Ten, they'll go to the side with Illinois, Northwestern, Iowa, Indiana, Minnesota, Purdue, and Florida State to the other one with Ohio State, Penn State, and Michigan. Yeah, I mean, listen, Bruin Nation, I get what you're trying to imply that uh, the, the Big Ten's not very good either, but it is better than the ACC, I would say. Let's see. Mm-mm-mm. Again, guys, beautiful Friday in the city. Appreciate each and every single one of you tuning in. Justin Martin says, Chris, RIP Pac-12, ACC could be next. It absolutely could. It absolutely could. How about this? This kind of went under the radar, too. Gamecocks men's basketball has started practice. They are back on the floor. I mean, you think about it, guys. College basketball season begins, what, late October? So... And I think my guy Austin Gregory asked me in the Discord, are we going to do a countdown this year for basketball season? Why not? I, I think so. I think that'd be a lot of fun. I, I know it doesn't move the needle like football. I mean, it was so funny, guys. I think I told this story already, but last year I would do, you know, last year I did the countdown a couple of days, and the response I got was, Chris, it's football season. So, like, like, I know it moves the needle, but, I, I mean, I'd like to generate some buzz for basketball. Why not? Why not? Let Lamont cook. Austin Gregory, the failure of Thread was actually beautiful. Facebook bought Instagram so they didn't have to compete, created reels to rival TikTok and stories to rival Snapchat. Twitter, they can't overtake it. Good points, Austin. Very good points. And Chase Floyd, you were correct. Twitter is X now. Twitter is indeed X, for those who are calling it X. LLC, let Lamont cook. Hey, another big commitment happening tomorrow, guys. Jalewis Solomon is going to announce his commitment. That would be a huge pickup for Shane Beamer and company. It does sound like they will get Landon Duckworth tonight, the 2026 quarterback. And it sounds like, based off what we've heard, is that Jonathan Paler will be heading to NC State. Reddit College Football says this, per sources, what's holding up the Pac-12 signing is that Colorado may come back and bring Keck Tech, excuse me, Kansas, Oklahoma State, and TCU with them. Also, USC and UCLA have been on a year-long covert operation to pull Nebraska to the West as well. Who knows? Call from Robbie Davis. Let's jump to the phone lines here. Robbie Davis, what's going on, my friend? How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I just finished eating my lunch. How are you? Fantastic. What was for lunch today, Robbie? I had a ha- I had a ham and cheese sandwich with mayonnaise, hot sauce, and some Cheez-Its. Some Cheez-Its. Very- Cheez-Its are the elite <laughs> snack. That's for sure. <laughs> elite snack. I do love me some Cheez-Its. I ain't going to lie. I love me some Cheez-Its. 
Same. But I was I was calling in to um say that with I, I feel I feel like now don't get me wrong I'm okay with NIL okay I'm okay with it okay I'm completely okay with it I definitely agree these guys need to be getting paid and one of the reasons why I think that is all it would take okay is for something really bad to happen and then like them getting hurt to the point to where they can't take care of themselves. So I think that them getting money is a good idea Mm -hmm. because of that. Because all it would take is one bad hit and you can't, you can't do anything. So them making money, in my opinion, is a great, is a good idea. But I also think it's getting a little crazy with how much money some of these guys are getting whenever they haven't really proven anything on a college football type of level, type of level. Okay. Like if I gave, like, say, say I was to offer you NIL money. Okay. If I gave you, say, what, what would be a, okay number as far as nil for you robbie if you're if i was to give hey i'm chasing the bag man i need seven figures coach it's gonna take it's gonna i'm a five-star quarterback i'm a five-star quarterback no i'd say this i'd say how much how much you how much you got how much you gonna give me how much you got just just bear with me here just bear with me here say i was say i was to give you seven figures Mm -hmm. okay but you end up not playing well enough to earn said seven figures. And I dropped the money down a little bit. And I said, okay, you start playing well enough and you'll earn the seven figures back. And I think what, what's concerning me is this. It's going to get to the point to where they're not going to care about winning games. All they're going to care about is making money. And what have you. If all you want to do is make money, go to college, get a degree, and get a job and make money. Okay? But if you want to play sports and make money, you better you better prove it that you want to make money in this in whatever sport you're playing, okay? Or you're gonna wind up sitting behind a desk and having a desk job for after you get done with college. Well, Robbie, to your point, what I would tell you, if I was said player and you said that to me, I would say, nah, I'm asking for guaranteed money. And if you ain't got it, I'll go somewhere else that is going to give me a guaranteed check. Then I'd tell them, don't let the door hit you where the good Lord splits you. All right. Hey, I'm a bag chaser. Money talks, bullshit walks, coach. I'll be back in a couple months to whoop your ass. That's what I'd tell you. <laughs> You're going to have to watch me on the sideline while I whoop your ass. <laughs> and then we'll see who's anyway, splitting who, right? <laughs> but that's just that's, that's just that's just what I think, okay? Yes, I'm, I'm like, like you said before, everybody is entitled to their opinion, and that's what I think, okay? I'm now, not, say, I'm not saying you're wrong, by the way. I'm just giving you devil's advocate here. I'm just, I'm just giving you the other oh, side know, of it. I know. I, oh, I know. And my phone just went off 
Yeah. Because I'm keeping up with the Braves because, game. The Braves because game listen, because listen, Robbie, I don't think anything you're saying. I mean, listen, listen. I support NIL. I support the collectives. I think that's all fine and dandy. But I'm going to say this. I've said this before, by the way. It's on public record. But, like, I think paying a high school kid a million dollars to come to your school is crazy. I think it's crazy, yeah, man. Yeah. I like I mm-hmm. like I understand it's Jimmy's and Joe's and, and you got to get the best players and like with with the way the recruiting and the stars work like you can you can figure out who those best players are and project and all that but like I mean there there's no guarantees man there's no guarantees you know I I mean at least in the NFL when they're drafting a guy they've got a full you know or they they're 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 throwing a bag at them and they're signing a contract but like they've got film from years of college football playing against the other best of the best. I mean, some of these guys, when they're playing in high school against dudes, Jimmy from math class, who's five foot eight, 140 soaking wet. I mean, what, what do we know about that guy? I, I, I get measurables. I understand. I'm not saying these guys that are, mm-hmm. that are breaking this down and giving scatter force don't do their job, but like some of the numbers are crazy. And I, and I think for a lot of people, I mean, listen, you're going to have your, and these people are great, by the way. Every fan base needs them. But and with every school out there, whether it be Georgia, Tennessee, South Carolina, Kentucky, you're going to have your ten percent of folks, right? Your ten percent of folks, twenty percent of folks that are going to be like, we got to give every give every penny you got. We got to give it all to 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 chase ten wins and winning the SEC. But I think the common fan is going to say. Mm, I'll learn to like seven and five or eight and four before I go broke chasing 10 and two. I, that's just my honest take, my honest opinion, you know, and that's where, Hey, you need those, those top tier donors who really have the means Mm -hmm. to supply Mm -hmm. that. I mean, that's, that's who throws the bag anyways, or, or to be fair, that's where you need things like what the Garnet trust is doing, like what Carolina rise is doing to be creative in generating NIL money. But, to your point, it does feel kind of wild to me that it's like, I mean, even to go get a three-star defensive back or a, even a four-star athlete, it's like these NIL valuations are six mm-hmm. figures, and it's just, it's just the nature of the beast. And I, I'm glad guys can benefit their name, image, likeness, but man, it just, it's crazy to me to pay that much money to a guy who's completely unproven. It just completely unproven at the college level. It's, I don't know, it's. But I mean, it, it is what it is, man. It yeah, just—it it, is what it is. Whether you like it or not, it it's is reality. What it is. And like you've said before, players were always getting paid. It's just now it's right in front of your face, and there's nothing you can do about it. Right. 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 I mean. It is what it is. And as far as conference realignment, I really don't care. I don't. Right. It doesn't bother me. I'm still going to watch it regardless. I mean, for crying out loud, I even watched the Hall of Fame game last <sighs> night, even though it was kind of – it wasn't that bad, but it was a bit of a snoozer. But it was, it, was, it, was, it was just good to be watching football again finally. 
I watched a couple of plays, Robbie. Admittedly, I didn't watch a ton of that game, um, but it was great to see football back on the television. So I'm saving all my bullets, all my game watching, I think, for college football and the games that I actually care about. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, but anyways, yeah, it was great. Great. It's great that football is back. So I, I guess there's no NFL this weekend, though, right? They just do the Hall of Fame game. And then the next weekend, I think preseason uh, I think begins. Tomorrow is, I think last night was the Hall of Fame game, and I think tomorrow is the Hall of Fame ceremony. Okay. Tomorrow. And then, of course, they got, uh, I think they got some sort of like Hall of Fame dinner thing tonight or something. Okay. But preseason starts next week. But, okay. Good. Yeah. Well, the Hall of Fame game is the official start. Right, right, right. But, like, everybody gets going next week. Yeah, next week is whenever it – yeah. Yeah. So, but I'm just glad football is back. Thank you, Lord. Football is back. And I will make sure within the next week and a half, I will have my game-by-game prediction ready for you. I love that, Robbie. Can't wait to hear it, my friend. I appreciate you calling in, man. It's always a pleasure. Have a great weekend, dude. I will. And as always, leave the stupid stuff to me and go Gamecocks. And to heck with Dabo Sweeney and the Tigers in the upstate. To heck with them. To heck with them. Well said. Well said, my friend. So, Robbie, you're the man. I appreciate you. You too, buddy. Have All right, Take care. Austin Gregory, Chris, will you look at announcing your best bets weekly? I will absolutely 110% Austin be doing that. So if you weren't tuning into the podcast last year, Austin, uh, the or I guess last year is not a great example because when I had the you know when I the the structure of this thing has been kind of all over the place, right? At one point, many of you remember this, we were dropping the podcast on a daily basis, so it was a totally separate thing, by the way. From the Daily Crow. So think about it this way. I was doing TDC, then recording a separate podcast after the fact and uploading that. So I get all that to say. I say all that to say, Austin, that I've always, you know, Wednesday or Thursday or what have you, that's when I drop my best bets of the week. And I'm actually still working through the game week structure, what that's going to look like, obviously, now with the way. We distribute content and create content on TDC, but yes, whether whether it's Austin Tuesday, whether it's – I'd say either Tuesday or Wednesday. Wednesday feels like that perfect day because it's the day before we get going with games and, you know, on that Thursday or what have you. But probably Wednesday, that's when I'll lock in all my best bets for that upcoming weekend. But it will absolutely happen, yes. And I would say that'll start week zero. That'll start week zero because I will have some action on some of those games that weekend. Anyways, guys, I want to say thank you again for the continued love and support. Uh, Truly, this week has been incredible. The numbers continue to go up, not just with the podcast, but TDC. I see the numbers skyrocketing there as well. Austin Miller says college football has always changed in different ways. This is just the new version of it. It has been and still will be the premier college sport either way. I mean, I tend to agree with you, Austin. I tend to agree. Um, I mean, it's it's just here's the thing: no matter no matter how much players are getting paid, no matter how much there's the portal, no matter uh, realignment, it, 
when you flip on your TV on Saturdays, people are going to watch. I mean, it's it's just, it's such great entertainment. There's so much great drama in it. Yeah, people are going to watch. People are going to watch. So to your point, I'm not worried about it from the sense of, you know, the the, the sport of college football is is doomed. I'm, I'm, I'm not worried about that at all. <clears throat> I'm not worried about that at all. Um, but it's changing. Anyways, guys, let me say thank y'all for the love and support in the merchandise side of the business, man. We're getting orders from the store left and right. I see them rolling in. Cannot say thank you enough and just how how much that means to us. So, uh, hype coming out of day one of fall camp, talking about DeCarrion Joyner at the running back position. We'll see. We'll see. Cannot wait, guys, to start talking week one. Cannot wait to start talking week one. Chase it. It's crickets in here, indeed. Uh, let's see. All, yeah, Austin. There are a ton of Austins. There's a lot of Austins, and there's a lot of Travises. Tons of Travises that follow TDC and comment, interact, all that good stuff. Jeff Gullich says the NI deal didn't work out for Dr. Pepper. True. Brewer Nation says, Robbie don't know ball. How about this? Frank gives his perspective on NIL. Football, Frank says. All y'all that are on board with NIL are crazy. You got to travel to games, buy tickets, buy merch, and now join a collective that basically pays salaries? Players leave that. That leave as soon as someone offers more cash. Wake up. Well, Frank, I, I say you this. I respect everyone's opinion, perspectives, and I don't think what you said is unfair. I, I really don't. But thank goodness there are people out there who are willing to shell out the cash. And I think some people, too, listen, man. I think some people, you know, they go to the University of South Carolina. They are, you know, uh, proud alums. They feel indebted to USC. You know, going to Carolina was one of the greatest times of their lives. And they want to give back. I mean, is it, let me ask you, you know, actually, let me ask you this, though. Is it different than like when your university calls you and they're like, hey, like we want to check in and see if you wanted to be a donor and like do this and donate to the school. Is it really all that different than that? I mean, at least at least at this point, you're giving a football, you're giving it players, you're giving a student athletes instead of giving to the school who doesn't need the money. I mean, they're getting tuitions and TV deals and I mean all kinds of nonsense. So at least it's going into the pockets of the people who deserve it. At least that's what's happening. Ruby Nation says, what's more likely, Dak over 700 yards or Rattler 35 plus touchdowns? 
Rattler, 35-plus touchdowns. I, and it's not an awkward to carry on Jordan. I think it's because, Ruben Nation, we're, we're going to throw the football more. I just, I mean, 35-plus touchdowns would be crazy, but when you look at the offense and what it's – oh, you meant 25. Okay, well, I'm definitely taking 25 then. Ruben Nation, when you look at the offense and, and what, what it's built for, where the best players are, I, I think that's that's a no-brainer. I, I really do. I, I mean, does Carolina have an offensive line capable of leading a rusher to 700 yards themselves? That's why I said, guys, 500 or more rushing yards for Dak, that'd be a huge season. I, I, that'd be a very successful season. And I think what people need to understand is that when you set realistic expectations, you're not saying they're not capable of more, but it's important to keep real expectations and to not get carried away and put them in a position where they can't succeed. So I think the carry on joiner is capable, but, you know, 700-plus would be a really, really, really good year. Jeff Gullage over under Rat throws two picks in the Sim game Sunday night. Gosh. Missouri? I'll go over. <laughs> uh, final question or final statement from Frank. Then let's have some assur- assurances. No opting out. Performance-based incentives. We're in contract and la- we're in contract land now. I pay, you play. Well, Frank, I think that's a lot of the structure and you know things people are looking for. You know what I mean? That's what people people want more structure. They want some rules. They want some guidelines. I think you're on the right track. Guys, we've hit 3 o'clock. Hey, appreciate you all tuning in. Great stuff all week long, man. Make sure you hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Hit that bell icon so you get notifications of when we go live and we drop new video content. Also, head over to iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Hit that subscribe button. You can find us there under the Spurs Up Show. And guys, of course, stay tuned to social media. All the content we have releasing, content bleeding out the eyeballs. Guys, appreciate you all tuning in. Thank you all so much. Have a fantastic weekend, and we will talk to you all on Monday. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.